0: This week on the show, we release HR 2060 from Pandora's box, and the secret code is PXE50. All that and more on This Week in Media, number 52. From San Francisco, California. This is This Week in Media, number 52. We are a, not a skeleton crew, we're a 75% crew of the regulars. I'm Craig Sieverson of Grunt Media, and we have Kenji Kato with us. Greetings and salutations. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. And Mr. John Foster. John Foster, but not at the helm. You've got the helm I've today. got the helm, and my God, it's a stormy night! <laughs> because we have the one and only Scott Bourne, the podfather himself. <laughs> the man... The man who started Net Radio. You're going to get at, those guys at Pod Show mad at me oh, if you keep gosh, talking like that. Oh, we don't want that. But Scott is here as as a special guest tonight because he has deep experience in the world of, of Net Radio. And because you're in my house, in the Padango Productions house. The beautiful studios of Padango Productions tonight, so that's why we sound good and that's why we look so good. These are oh, wait a minute, studios. We're, 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 there's no pictures. And our very special guest is Mr. Tim Westergren of Pandora. Tim, thank you so much for coming down tonight. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Although I'd
1: like to complain about the finger sandwiches. When you fold them in yeah. half in the back, they break. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have to do something about that. I'm really, really right. sorry. I'm I really know. sorry. I, I, don't I don't know, know what it is. It's not a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: not a sandwich at all, is it?
2: I thought they were made out of real fingers. No, they, those are the thumb oh.
0: sandwiches you're thinking oh, of. Oh, those right. are the thumbs. All thumbs. But, but Tim, <laughs> your, your assistant called, and we do just have brown M&Ms back there for you.
1: <laughs> Got to get something right.
0: And so what we really want to talk about tonight is the CRB issue, the copyright royalty board fiasco, and the the effects that it's having on internet radio. So we have two experts in that field here to talk about that because I think it's, a, it's an extraordinarily pressing issue in the world of media right now. And so I think what I wanted to find out first, being, being the, the official subtitles of the show, is I wanted to get a sense in the big picture of what these royalty things are. What exactly is the difference? In other words, I know we have performance royalties that radio pays. I know there's ASCAP and BMI. But there's also royalties that are paid to songwriters, to the publishers, and to the performers. Is this this correct, gentlemen?
1: Yeah. You go ahead, Tim. Well, there are two types of royalties for web radio. There's Mm -hmm. publishing, which is shared with Terrestrial. They pay that as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole performance royalty, which is the unique domain of internet radio and satellite radio. Okay. So it's a royalty that is not paid by terrestrial. By terrestrial radio. That's
0: right. Is it paid by satellite radio?
1: It is, yeah, oh. but at a much, much lower rate than the one that was recently uh, put mm. into place. And what, what's the, what is the
0: logic in that copyright law that makes uh, net, net radio and, and satellite pay for a performance royalty that uh, terrestrial never did or does?
1: Well, there's there's probably a couple of different ways to answer that question. I think partly it's a function of the sort of power and lobbying influence that those respective industries had at the time the law was passed. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, I think also there's a sense in the recording industry that they let something get away back in the terrestrial radio days, oh. and a new medium's come along, and they don't want that to happen again. Yeah. So. What- so they're going after more stuff, is what you think? Yeah, you know. As a webcaster, we're actually perfectly happy to pay, and I think artists should be paid for it. Right. Um, and our argument—I'm sure we'll get into this—is is that we just want something reasonable, right?
0: So that, so as Cap and BMI, Scott, you, you dealt way back in the early days, back in the ancient '90s, them, <laughs> to, when you were, uh, started Net Radio, you were one of the first to to negotiate uh, these agreements with them.
3: So yeah, there was no performance to be paid in in my day. Yeah. It was the same exact deal that radio stations had, although the deal that we were able to successfully negotiate, our first deal ever, as far as I know, the first ever license granted to uh, radio-style broadcasting on the web was an ASCAP license. There are three main licensing agencies responsible for collecting royalties for people in the business, ASCAP, CSAC, and BMI. We worked with... Uh, ASCAP because our calls to CSAC and BMI were like they rejected him because nobody there actually knew what the internet was so they were like (laughs) we don't care what you're doing whatever knock yourself out but the guy from ASCAP he says you know I probably ought to talk to you about this because I think this thing might go somewhere a fellow and if you're out there Bennett God bless you Bennett Linkoff is the attorney who I worked with to negotiate the first ASCAP license. And unlike most attorneys, he was a very nice guy. (laughs) He didn't didn't come into my office with the intent to uh, rape me. He came in with the intent to be fair. And we created a deal that allowed some level of performance without any compensation until certain levels were hit. And and they tied it to revenue. It was very, very fair. And Mm -hmm. then it was later efforts by... The RIAA, <laughs> which initials could stand for numerous things, I will not be allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> we do want to keep <laughs> it the clean tag being important. Yes, um, you know, after they got through suing their own mothers, they decided yes. to come into our business, and uh, initially, I welcomed, I welcomed their lawsuits because they were very good. These kinds of lawsuits were very good for the business in terms of creating awareness yes. that we had a product. It'd be like if you were Burger King and someone said, "We're going to sue because we don't want hamburgers in our town," and nobody knew what a hamburger, hamburger was. was, you'd be they, pretty happy about that. So yeah, I was yeah. sending them letters begging them to sue me back then, right. and they never actually got around to it. They did make lots of noise, which which helped us, but yeah, you know, we didn't have the issue that we that's before us now. Okay. We didn't have to pay that additional performance fee, and I think that uh, basically. The, this is strictly my opinion, which is by the way constitutionally protected for those lawyers listening to this cast, hoping to sue me and uh, My opinion is is that a driving force behind much of this was frankly traditional radio 's desire to keep its monopoly hmm. on the performance of some of these songs and I think that they egged the r i a a on almost and said, "Hey, you missed it with us, but you could go get it from them and uh, that 's just a theory i have yeah. it 's an opinion i don 't have anything to back that up but I do know that it's very unfortunate that it's progressed to the level it is today because if the the copyright board's decision is allowed to stand, there simply is no net radio business period. And I'm trying to understand, if I'm an artist, how that would somehow serve me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because let's see, that leads to less money, less people hearing my music both those things tend to be kind of counterintuitive to what I would want if I was in Especially, that business.
4: Especially you in know, industry of decreased CD sales now yeah. and lower radio listenership. It doesn't make sense. But, in that but, sense but performances,
2: live performances, are continuing to sell out across the across the country. Mm-hmm. So if that's where the artist is making their money, they're... Uh I don't know. They're, they should be happy with that, and they probably are. But the issue is, how are they going to get heard? How are you going to hear that new mm-hmm. band that's there? Right. Unless, unless um, the DJ putting the DJ back onto into the control of of, uh, of music. Yeah. What's the DJ, right? Right. What's the you know in, in, in the in the modern sense of a DJ? Yeah. The DJ is just the robot, and the program director throws the music in, and he's encouraged to put certain songs in, in the order encouraged. encouraged. Yeah. Uh, that I would like that, that would be another euphemism for payola. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to be, you know, accuse anyone of making of, you know, of buying That's into that. That never happened in the history of radio,
3: John. No, I'm happens. sure of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, but there's but there's but there are program directors that that do actually go and seek music and find new songs and and uncover things. Yeah. Yeah. So we you know, and we applaud them, but at the same time it's it's really bizarre when you hear a song like the new hit and it's the new hit across the country like how did that happen you know where's mm-hmm. the regionalization where's yeah. where's that la sound how come northern california can't be an influencer and how and how is it that little rock and san francisco have the same instant popular didn't you know
3: that those are sister cities john
2: because they have a, because they have a very clear <laughs> channel between all of them That's exactly it's
0: mean. a very clear channel. a very clear channel between, between, between those all, <laughs> between everything Okay, so so that happened. So we had radio. Then the DMCA happened, right? Yes. And there was, Scott, your theory is this is where sort of the deal went down? There's a lot of lobbyists. And I, here's the thing. I do believe the DMCA
3: was well-intentioned. A lot of laws that have bad impact are well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. I do believe its initial drafters probably had good intentions, but you know and the end of the day everything's always and always about money and somebody decided that they wanted the money to stay in place a and not go to place b and that started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when, basically, when you let the RIAA or any similarly situated association mm-hmm. take that sort of role yeah. in a deal like this, I mean, it's just—it's just not a big surprise that uh, when the fox is guarding the hen house, you ain't got no eggs. <laughs> I <laughs> would you
1: know, say that, I think I w- the DMCA went off the rails in '2. Yeah. When oh. what happened was some language was inserted. Uh, that put internet radio at a really terrible disadvantage. So the mm. standard that that is used to dis- to determine this licensing rate was changed um, and that was a very direct result of lobbying and uh. and it led to the ruling that happened a couple of weeks ago
4: and it was changed specifically for internet radio and correct? only
1: for yeah. internet radio and, and so now it is treated differently and worse than satellite and terrestrial which doesn't really <laughs> uh, make sense
4: and satellite's even fighting for their rights right now I mean mm-hmm. XM and Sirius are both sent out you know letters I mean I'm an XM subscriber and I got a letter from them mm-hmm. saying please call your Congress oh, really? to help support our, our s- system basically so Uh, regarding this same issue well similar issues i mean they've been going after and we we reported on it before but you know they've been going after xm and sirius about how they pay the royalties and all that in the past too so i mean uh, i think they want to try to do similar things and get more money out of those guys thinking that they're making money hand over fist when really they're just i think barely breaking even if i'm not mistaken and i think you need to follow the money Mm -hmm. so who let's just ask a simple
3: question who benefits if webcasters are charged a higher fee? Who benefits if satellite casters are charged a higher fee? Hmm, that would only leave terrestrial radio stations. Mm-hmm. So somehow, groups like the NAB... Mm-hmm. By the way, if you subscribe to the NAB email mm-hmm. newsletter, it's, it's sort of like watching Fox News. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's an interesting take <laughs> on the XM Sirius merger almost every day, and somehow it yes. ends up being... The world will completely collide with the sun. All beings will die. Your dog's hair will fall out if this merger is allowed. And you know the the, the, the things that come in over this newsletter every day from NAB. I mean, it's like you know they're all trying to protect their interest. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know I'm just this crazy guy that thinks, wow, what about co-opetition? What about working with these people to broaden the pie oh. for everybody and seeing how everybody can benefit? But it happened to me back in the 90s. When I first came up with the idea for Net Radio, Mm -hmm. I was a Minnesota broadcaster and a member, a proud member, of the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, Mm. otherwise known as the MBA. And I went to the (laughs) MBA and said, gang, I got this cool idea. We can put the radio on the internet. And... The board of regents said, "What the heck are you talking about? You sound like some kind of con man to me. I don't. I don't. What's the internet? Right. What the heck is that?" And then tubes. I started to say it's a series of tubes, yes. but then I decided <laughs> oh, to no. back off. And and, that and, and the, uh, the they didn't want it. I was like ready to give the idea yeah. away to the MBA and. And they were like, "Get out of here! We don't want to hear about this. This is evil. You're evil." Mm-hmm. And you know, the next year, for some reason, they invited me to be the keynote speaker at the <laughs> convention. <But laughs> right. Uh, the it's, uh, right. It, you know, it, they, radio was scared of the internet in the days, uh-huh. and and you know, I think they still are because mm. this model that we call radio has been around since 1920, and people don't like it when you futz with their revenue model, mm. uh, especially one that's that old.
0: Yeah. Mm. So when was the what was the initial date of the DMCA? What year? Nineteen eighty. 98. ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. So it started in ninety-eight. They made a they made a deal for net radio that there had to be this extra performance royalty for network radio. Is that right? Internet radio. That's correct. Right. That was initially, and I I seem to remember there was some sort of logic behind that. It's that because
3: it, of the it was because mm-hmm. of the
0: perceived. Download. the, the pure the digital thing, right? That yeah. was part of it. Is that there could be a pure digital copy? Well, you know, they are, they they argued against
3: uh, cassette tapes right. using the, the same, same logic. And you know, in Canada, they got the deal where they get a payment for every cassette tape sold. You know, because it's obviously going to be used for illegal purposes. Yes, yeah, so all those. Well, every CD
4: and DVD, also, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has so same tax.
3: They were looking those for the pirates. same. They were looking for the same kind of deal. They're like, hey. Let's come up with an idea where we could get paid for doing absolutely nothing. Yes, And then another guy said, well, we could get a job where we go to work at 12, get off at one and have an hour for lunch. And the other guy said, well, no, let's just tax everything and get paid money for things we didn't really deserve. So I don't
4: don't know. I'm just making fun. But, you know. It's kind of like the tax they want to impose on iPods, right? Exactly. Exactly. Or Mm -hmm. that Microsoft agreed to. That Microsoft agreed to. Yeah, that's what drives me crazy. It's like they pay a portion of every Zoom to those guys. It's only a buck.
3: And and being (laughs) talented, (laughs) and and they've only sold like 19, so So it's not like there's a lot of money there.
2: You know, they were, they were the poor person who made that deal. It's like, oh, $19. Oh, this cost mm-hmm. us $100,000 to negotiate this deal. Yeah. and We got 20 bucks short of a dollar,
1: $19 short of a 20 I think one of the um, lesser known issues here, too, is that in the current licensing landscape, well, actually, it's not current as of two days ago, but the previous licensing yeah. landscape, yeah. Um, the royalties that were paid. Uh, under the DMCA that were collected by SoundExchange, this sort of ASCAP proxy for webcasters, were split 50-50, artist and label. Okay. Um, Talking about sort of winners in a a scenario where these rates stick, um, it'll decimate web radio, and there'll probably be a few survivors, and the survivors will only be able to continue if they strike direct deals with labels at lower rates because the DMCA rate will be too high, We'll have to go hat in hand to a label and say, please give us a better rate. So in a direct deal scenario, yeah. all the monies collected go to the label, the label and a very, very small percentage, you know, i.e. nothing goes to winds up arts. with the artist. So there's a there's sort of a um, you know, unattractive underbelly yeah. to this that could happen as well.
3: And it's important to mention that the organization you just talked about is actually the RIAA. The sound Sound
1: Exchange. Sound Exchange is the RIAA. It's their internet division, well, it's officially nonprofit and spun off of the RIAA, but it was started by them. It's yeah. the RIAA. I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> it's you know, it's 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 definitely not the same official business entity, but it's spawned from and of the same ilk of the RIAA. And what's the R stand for in RIAA? It stands Uh-oh. for recording. Uh, I thought it stood for R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and there's no A there for artist. It's R for recording, which is the point you just made, Tim. That's why it is that way.
1: And this is what's happening I think is the old industry is bumping up into the new, you know. Mm, yeah. And internet radio is this sort of huge field of independent music that's now starting to have a voice. You know, I I came to Pandora from bands. Yeah. I played in rock bands right. for 10, 12 years and so I grew up as a needle in a haystack, along with everybody else, and now you've got this medium that you know Pandora plays the music of thirty-five thousand artists, and it plays all of their music. All that music is spinning, and it's the the sort of distance between the listener and the musician is shrinking, right? And technology is enabling that. And so, you know, right now I think you're just sort of seeing these big tectonic plates yeah. grinding against each other, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, the, the, just the last couple of weeks when this ruling came down, we reached out to our listeners, as mm-hmm. did other webcasters, and the response was absolutely overwhelming. I mean, the congressional fax system was shut down for two days Excellent. just from <laughs> listeners you know, saying, uh-uh, not yeah. this time. Right. So let's go into the details of this
0: new ruling. So you had this deal in 02. You've been paying, you've been paying royalties uh, since that time. And then something, why did they redo it, and, and what did they decide in this recent... Thing, well it was thing. determined
1: back in O two that these rates would be reconsidered in five years. Okay. So this is actually it's not a surprise that there was a ruling. Okay. What was shocking is what the ruling was. So yeah. this hearing has been going on for many months and, and it just happened to to come out a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And what were the results like in give us the, the gritty details of what you can pull out of your head? So I'll try and sort of summarize this. Yeah. Um, in the prior prior rate uh, structure, there were two options basically: a percent of revenue for the small webcasters and a per hour rate for large webcasters, of which Pandora is one. Okay. In the new scenario, there's one uh, form of licensing, and that's a per song fee. Okay. So that applies to all webcasters, big, small, commercial, and non-commercial. And the new rate, depending on what you were paying, whether you were percent of revenue or you were per hour mm-hmm. before, is anywhere from triple to 1,200% more Whoa. than what people were paying before. Sound right.
3: perfectly reasonable to me.
1: It's, it's a pretty dramatic and kind of outrageous change. <clears throat> and that's because you guys are making so many millions of dollars uh, stealing music. That um, yeah, no, you know, I, I, saw, did, I saw a press release come out today talking about, you know how profitable internet radio is and let me tell yeah. you yeah if I'd, i if we weren't a private company i'd be happy to share our our financials for right. spreadsheets and it. it ain't profitable <laughs> so it's, you're not um,
4: driving that ferrari around yeah <laughs> what about that ferrari you pulled up in there tim well, <laughs> come it, on it's, man it says
2: it says bandwidth costs have decreased licensing fees increase uh-huh. they want to make sure that <laughs> right. it's the same amount of money that <laughs> you spent p- poverty yeah no
1: on. one's making a pile of dough here that's just a big misinformation. Right. And right. The,
3: the representation, and I'm using the kindest euphemism I can think of, that uh, this somehow is all designed to make sure that the musicians and the labels get their due is bunk, because what this is going to do is eliminate any money they would have made from this stuff because it's my contention that virtually all or all of these companies will go away as a result of these fees. And that means the artists are going to get a great big,
2: as we called it from where I come from, bupkis. Uh, well, I'm, but maybe, maybe it's beneficial to the artist. Maybe if all of these companies tank and there is no more, uh, there is no label anymore, then the artists get their music back. Well, I guess, and then they're then they're, in, con- yeah, then they're in control uh, of their destiny. Yeah, and, and then what are they going to also- do? Is stand on the street corner and yell real loud? Well, no, because <laughs> because there is no there is no collecting agency anymore for their music. Now they oh. can give that back to the now they can get that back to the internet. And as no, long no, as it's- no, there's
3: no be- there's no reason to believe that there won't be a collecting agency, because if you've had dealings with the RIA, believe me, they're going to hang on by the scintilla of the last shred of their fingernails, whether there's fees
2: to collect or not. You know, I think one of the... So that contract is really scary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when the real,
2: when real Big Fish says, don't sign that contract, don't sign that record deal tonight, just stay in fast food all your life, they're not kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the problem is people just have different business interests here. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the RIAA is like a lot of companies. They're, they're trying to maximize their money. And mm-hmm. who doesn't do that, you know, in, in sort of private industry? And the problem is that doesn't fit... Those interests, I don't think, fit with what consumers and listeners and technology is dictating. Well, have
4: been artists, right?
1: Yeah. i mean, I'm the, sorry, artists, I meant to include artists, yeah. Yeah,
4: because they don't get much out
0: of this, really. <laughs> yeah, it's got to change. Facts show webcasters dominated by 10 large companies. Small webcasters used as smokescreen to promote rate rollback. So, Scott, I don't know what you're saying. This, <laughs> here, 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 here's another thing. Internet radio bill... Would strip artists' payments musicians would pay mega corporations so this is from sound exchange. these people care about artists <laughs> and uh, given the given these uh, press releases that they have been releasing at a Enormous rate. Uh, it's very impressive. There's, there's a little
3: old lady that types really fast over there at the RIA. <laughs> These and guys, she's always
0: busy. This this is the uh, you know when you when you see headlines like that, it, it's like uh, you know. No, oh look, no here's, ch- a, here's a new
3: one now. Clouds will no longer be formed over the North American content if this bill
0: is changed. Yeah, no, it's it's the No Child Left Behind syndrome. When, yes. when you when you yeah. see something that's yeah. listed like like they're going to pay musicians, come on guys. Well, we, we we see through that. So just one thing, I would like everyone. To contact Sound Exchange because they have their, their PR guys here with their phone number. <laughs> oh, and, and so there you go. I'd like, I'd like more information because I actually really do think that. And
3: it does say for more information yes. at the bottom of the press. So range.
0: contact Richard Addis, Ades A D E S or Greg Perry P E R Y at phone number two zero two six four zero five eight nine four. Give them a ring and and say you know what I really don't want this to stop. I, I really th- I, gosh I don't want musicians to pay mega corporations. And, you know, and these 10 large webcasting companies i mean pandora is one of those 10 big ones now what are you telling oh us boy. here tim like you guys are just going to roll in the money so wait
2: yeah, well, you know, so who 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 are those 10 do they list that? I don't think they bothered. So list. I would like to know who the ten are. Is it Apple and is it Real Networks no. and is it or no. is it NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, a- Fox? <laughs> no, it's uh, Mo and Ernie's webcasting company. Moe's debts. K- you know, it's because uh, <laughs> if it's KEXP and Radio Paradise that's included in mm-hmm. that. I mean, those guys are making less than a hundred thousand yeah. dollars on total from listeners that are
0: contributing to Internet radio. No, I know it. It's like I say. It's it's. It's amazingly, you know... Uh,
1: you know, if there ever was flood, that's it. I was yeah. pretty surprised by that, I had to tell you. Yeah. I mean, disappointed and surprised because, you know, I think... That so did that, that cause you to lose a little sleep when you saw that uh, announcement? No, I mean, I, it, 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 you know, it's unfortunate that what ha- what's happened, I think, is in reaction to this sort of undeniable grassroots universal rejection of the royalty board ruling from, yeah. you know, webcasters, okay, webcasters, musicians listeners, legislators, you know, the the sort of uh, reaction has been unanimous, mm-hmm. and it's been unambiguous, and it's been massive. And so now you see this kind of, you know, effort to kind of muddy, distort, mm-hmm. uh, and in the end, you know, I think what has to be had is a very candid, you know, honest conversation of what's really going on. And so right. that, you know, I, I, I've had so many conversations with musicians that have said, you know, Tim, I don't know, or to believe, you know, I've, I've had a, a, a lifetime of being screwed by any kind of deal, yeah. legislation, ruling, et cetera. I want to make sure that I sort of vote the right way, and this just does not help clarify the situation yeah. at all. Right. Well, you know, I recently moved to San
3: Francisco from the Seattle area, and I am extraordinarily proud to say... Mm. That my good friend, Representative Jay Inslee from the Washington Congressional here, Delegation, here. is hot, and I do mean H O T, on the trail of this. He is introducing legislation to control this nightmarish train wreck. Right. And uh, given the fact that uh, there, there really is no way to penetrate this guy's ethics, I know him, he's legitimate, he's a good guy, they're going to have a lot of trouble buying him off, and hopefully. The solution will be that Congress will get in and say, "Yeah, well, you know that thing you talked about doing? Well, not so much." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the way to really address this is—you know—we're kidding around here, and we're—but right. we're, we're, to to get serious is, you do want to pick up a telephone, but don't call these PR hacks for the uh, RIAA. <laughs> call your congressional representative and yeah. say, "Look." I am sick and tired of the greed that's floating around this deal. I want to make sure that I have the right to listen on the Internet. Now, here's an important statistic. When I invented net radio, nobody hardly knew what the Internet was, let right. alone what radio on the Internet was. But today, recent Arbitron study says 11% of all Americans have listened to the radio on the Internet. Right. So this is not a fringe issue, folks. This is something yeah. that affects...
0: Millions of people, no. 50 million. And, plus. and to back that up, Scott, because uh, Alex and I gave a talk at the NAB conference to the radio group last week. And in <laughs> doing the research and talking with you before that, I looked into that deeper. And of that large part of the audience that's listening to Internet radio a huge number, I think it was 70% on average, said they would continue to listen to terrestrial radio, even though they're listening to net radio. So it's not like it's a steal away. It's, it's, it's really interesting numbers that, that yeah, you know. We,
3: we've seen this paradigm throughout the entire history of the music business there's always oh the next new technology right. is going to bankrupt all the other ones and all it ends up doing is helping everybody move along it creates awareness it builds the pie bigger i have seen this argument my whole life yeah, we've it's, seen it. It, it, it we saw it with the Betamax. we yep. saw it all with media the, forms. you know right. we've seen it with the introduction of cassette tapes with mm-hmm. the introduction yep. of cd's and then dvds and whatever's next we'll hear it again it's a constant refrain and it just really speaks to the lack of vision these people have, they're comfortable in their little environment, and they're unwilling to take into account that this could actually help them. Now, guys like Tim, he runs a great service. If I'm one of the folks on the other side, I'm going to say, wait a minute, this isn't our enemy. This is a guy who has the chance to help us get music God, out there, which means of uh, we can help everybody make more money. I just don't see why a third, year, a third grader couldn't figure this out. Right. Of course, I did just do a survey and found out that most of the RIAA employees were second grade dropouts, so that oh, would explain yeah. that. Oh, that. That there does you know. explain that a bit. By the way, that was a parody.
0: Sorry, That last statement was parody. That well, wasn't a direct libel. <laughs> uh, okay, so we, so we had this ruling. They, they denied uh, the rehearing. So now there is a new bill before Congress, H.R. 2060 that Scott just alluded to. Way uh, so to go,
3: Representative Inslee.
0: Yes. So, mm. Tim, what, what do you know about that and, and what's, what's going well, on? Well, I know you? a lot about it. That's yeah. really our you know, future <laughs> yeah.
1: is right there in that bill. Um, and it's called the Internet Radio Equality Act. Okay. And the title, it has that title because it's meant to uh, create parity between Internet and satellite radio. Oh, so it's a not pretty parody, simple, but parity, parody. yes, parody, yeah. <laughs> with a T um, right. between those two forms of radio. Right, uh, internet radios. Uh, in fact, the bill has us paying a slightly higher rate than satellite. But the purpose of the bill is to create parity between those two. And you know, frankly, the bill which came about in a hurry. Uh, it happened yes. within a couple weeks of this, a few weeks of this ruling coming out. Is I think a, a direct response to this a sort of outrage, this huge mm-hmm. outrage mm-hmm. that happened. Right. and it's it's both uh, Representative Inslee and also Manzullo from Illinois. From so Illinois, the two of right. them should yeah. be sorry, I you forgot know, recognized. to. I forgot
3: to mention the Illinois congressional delegation.
0: <laughs> yes, and I was uh, I've been speaking with um, with uh, Bill Goldsmith from Radio Paradise this mm-hmm. week too, and and he was saying he just came back from Washington, drumming up support
1: for it, and. Uh, so he's working very hard on this as well. And, uh, yeah, he, I spent Monday there too in D.C. Uh-huh. And, and meeting with folks. We had a hearing and walked the hill the next day. And, and I think there's a lot of support for it. And as soon as someone learns a little bit about it, right. uh, invariably they become supporters of the bill. Yeah, So
0: we don't have Colette Vogel here, our, our resident uh, lawyer guest. <laughs> but I really kind of want to, uh, another part of this bill I want to understand, or uh, the, the part of American law I want to understand is ex post facto. Isn't that something where, like, I can't say, Scott, it's illegal to wear green yesterday. And you wore green yesterday, therefore I'm arresting you. This retroactive BS part of this bill, I can't understand how... How can So basically it's saying these new rates, which you don't, didn't know about, Tim, you are now liable for all of 2006 for this. What in the heck is that?
1: Yeah, so it, <clears throat> the bills do go back a year and a half, and, and those bills now... Uh, this bill became yeah. law two days ago. The new rates became law two days ago. They were published in the register, so they are effectively uh, in in, in, uh, in effect. Um, they're actually not due till July fifteenth, but as of two days ago, ninety plus percent of webcasters are bankrupt. Right. Uh, oh, wow. On paper. Oh yeah. There's just and no so way. you know there's a real sense of you know urgency among the webcasters, and we're trying to spread that urgency, yeah, uh, that sense of urgency everywhere because it's no laughing matter. Right. Yes, so, so let's see I, I still you, understand you just, the legality of that. I just don't, hmm. does anyone well,
0: here and this?
3: Ex post facto wouldn't apply technically because okay. uh, there are provisions in the statute for this, so it's, it is built in, there is notice, and ex post facto usually has more to do with criminal law in the first place. One. Okay, but, but, uh, I do perceive this as criminal, but I guess that's just yeah, my own bias Trust here. me, it, it's, it's Matlock criminal, but there's yeah. nothing, uh, nothing related to right. it. it okay. I'm not a lawyer, but... No,
0: that was good. That's, that's enough for me. I just, but I, I, I,
3: uh, I, my dad was a lawyer, so yeah. I, I heard that phrase enough to kind of have a sense of yeah, what it means, yeah. and I know that it isn't going to
4: help you to use it here. Yes, it's not going to help. The, well, the thing that I find crazy is that I mean, in what we've been talking about, based off what you basically just said, Tim, is that that if ninety percent of net radio guys are going in essence bankrupt because of this, then in essence, that entire distribution channel is gone for them. I mean, it mm-hmm. makes no sense. So there's no revenue.
0: The, the higher yeah. revenue. Well, obviously they don't. Obviously it's a it's a bill to kill. Yeah, it's not I mean, a bill it's, to increase it's revenue.
1: Crazy. Well. It's not hyperbole too. Like, you know, sometimes an industry might say that to, as a yeah. negotiating posture, but it literally is true that that these bills are way more than any of these webcasters have on hand to pay. So it will you know, the music's gonna die online. And I think what'll you know, what you'll see is, like I said earlier, there might be some survivors, but it ain't going to be the internet radio that we know right now. So how does this
4: affect like XM or Sirius that do their broadcasting beyond that? They also have their internet version because I listen to my XM on the internet often when I'm not in my car because I've got my subscription tied mm. to my car's XM radio.
1: Well, that's the funny thing about this is that digital radio, which is that we talked earlier about the the one of the... Um, Issues that, that was sort of used as a, a reason for this uh, special language introduced in 2 was the digital nature of internet radio, the mm-hmm. idea that it could be easy, the coppable, copyable, and so on. Well, satellite is delivered over digitally. There's right. HD radio now, terrestrial right. mm-hmm, broadcasters mm-hmm. delivering digital signals. And so, you know, I think what this all points to is that having these sort of arbitrary distinctions where mm-hmm. internet radio is like the orphan child with this worst and unfair rates compared to satellite compared to terrestrial it doesn't doesn't make any sense no. i can tell you why they're doing this tell me remember
3: the old saying why does a dog insert three words here because he can
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> dogs <laughs> <Yeah>. can't speak <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: oh those those, those, three, yeah. words. those three words yeah, those
0: three words so right 3d so, color space <laughs> What is, <which laughs> D colors? oh yeah that 3d that 3d
1: so what what is our timing here there was a what, May 15th date? That was? Yeah, originally the bill would be due May 15th, mm-hmm. and that was changed when this actual rate was published. So um, it was moved to July 15th. No one actually knows who. Uh, caused that change to happen, but it was a change made by the Copyright Royalty Board, and so there's kind of a two-month reprieve. Oh, so you can bring in your millions of dollars that you're <laughs> right, made. Exactly, we can all go start robbing banks. Right. But the the <laughs> um, but the actual. Uh, I think we we believe that the reason that happened is no one had a sense of the consequences of this ruling. I don't think the Royalty Board did when it happened, and as they've learned it, nobody wants this on their head, and they want mm. to give. Uh, this a chance to be resolved either through legislation or through some kind of negotiated solution. And, and it's been so clear now this was a mistake and it's just got to get fixed. Okay. It needs some time. So right. somebody's
4: saying, oops, we really did screw up this time. That's,
1: an, that's, that's speculation, but I think that's what's happening. So mm. what, is, what is the thing we should all do now? We uh, Scott mentioned it earlier. Scott should... Scott is bang on. that 's all you can do, you know, we're this is a young industry. We don't have a big office on K Street. We haven't been lobbying for twenty years. Right. All we have are listeners, and we got a lot of them. And the best thing we can do is have those folks start just pounding on Congress because yeah. that's where we're going to get some salvation here. One out
3: of ten people, roughly in America, listens to radio on the internet. So if each of you that is that one will simply go tell one of your friends. To join you in the effort of contacting Congress to express your displeasure, this thing will pretty much have a chance at least of being resolved PDQ. Now, there is th- this will really tell me something. Pay very, very close attention to who fights this bill. Mm-hmm. If you want to understand the root of this entire problem, all you need do is right. watch who comes out against this bill. And you will now understand exactly what this is really all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to be very, very attentive to who fights this bill. As and, will we, and we'll we if, will be happily reporting it. Yeah.
4: Also, if this continues ahead, doesn't this set really a bad precedence for now video on the web? I mean, mm-hmm. looking oh, forward, me. I mean, you know, doing video podcasts mm-hmm. suddenly, does that, or video in general streaming, whatever it is, is it suddenly segregated to this separate Mm. area again just like internet radio has? I mean, what's going to happen with the fees for that? I'll Mm. tell you, when
3: I started internet radio and company net radio, no one even hardly knew what the internet was. And like I say, BMI... CSAC didn't even want to negotiate with me. That's how little they thought of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there was a saying a guy had told me. He said, "You'll know your industry is really starting to pop when the hookers and the lawyers show up." Yes. So <laughs> uh, you know, we uh, we know that both have found their way uh, to the internet now. And and I, I'm it, it's amazing to me how this has gotten clued to the degree that it has. How badly this has been managed. And. Once again, a third grader could look at a solution where it is not hyperbole in any way. Yes. I I think Tim is actually a little... He's a little hopeful in this 10% number surviving. He's very calm. I, I'm going to guess it's a tenth of a hundredth of a percent of the people who are going to survive. I think this decimates the industry to the point of extinction. This is an ELE, an extension level event for an industry. Mm-hmm. And if a piece of legislation can do that, it clearly is an error. And it does not serve the public interest. Mm-hmm. And I think that a simple, even casual look at this will help people to figure that out. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. to who fights it, and you will understand all you need know, and then, then really look at what, what you can do in terms of working with Congress to
0: thwart that effort. Right. So mechanically, then, what we have, since the, the Copyright Royalty Board clearly has their head in their digestive system,
1: this new bill <laughs> is the only way that's going to stop that. Is that correct? So there are actually two parallel tracks. Okay. Um, there is an actual legal appeal in the federal appellate court. To the board itself. No. no, no, that's too. That's a so. So the uh-huh. the the appeal for a rehearing by the Copyright Royalty was Board was denied. flat out denied. Yes. Uh, the remaining two options: one is an, an appeal to the federal appellate court system uh, in D.C., okay. and the second is legislative redress. New, and new legislation, and that legislation is this bill, the Internet Radio Equality Act. It's H- House Resolution Two Zero Six Zero. Does that's the right. uh,
3: legal action, Tim, go right to the Circuit Court of Appeals? Does it bypass the United States District
1: Court? Are you sure about that? I don't know the answer okay. to that. It might start at the U.S. District Court level, then go to the Circuit Court and, of and Appeals. And one of the problems, of course, is that those things take months and sometimes, right. in some cases, over a year. And, and we're talking about an industry that's on life support right yes. now. right.
0: And uh, props to just one member of Congress, Anna Eshoo, who represents my district down in the peninsula, gave me a letter of support. Uh, on well, my letter to her, so Great. yay, Anna. H.R. 2060, call your congressman. So wh-
4: one other quick question here. What does this do for public radio? You know, public radio streams a lot of stuff on the Internet. Well,
3: they're actually one of the entities that has sort of stood up and said, now, wait a minute, this, they've, they've at least put forth uh, you know, some sort of argument that maybe this isn't a good idea. And uh, I'm glad to see that because it does impact them negatively. And, they're, they're, you know, all of radio really ought to be fighting this if they were paying attention. <laughs> you know, terrestrial radio ought mm-hmm. to realize, hey, there's a nice little revenue stream that's being jeopardized for us over here on the web.
1: Yeah, I mean, the new ruling does not distinguish commercial from non-commercial. They got scooped up in it, too. So, public radio, like... Exact same thing. From here yeah. in San Francisco, it's got a huge one. Uh, uh, yeah, and that has an extraordinarily... Rich, musical. Yeah. I mean, it's programming. I mean, it's KCRW as well in L.A. Yeah. I have heard... College radio, you name it. Mm -hmm. I have heard a rumor Mm -hmm. that
3: there are a couple of companies that are thinking of moving their stuff offshore to the place where they may not be touchable. It shouldn't matter, should it? Well, here's the thing. You know, if you move to the right place... (laughs) It if you moved a
4: concrete platform off the.
3: Uh, off no, London, but it's based on your audience. <laughs> well, yeah, here, it's based on where uh, your listeners are. Yeah, I know. But see, the thing is, if you try to collect money from, let's say, certain third world countries may not work. I think there's going to be, just like there was Mm -hmm. with the internet gambling thing, (laughs) there's going to be an attempt by people to subvert this by going offshore. Costa Rica. I I, I don't think it's going to work. But uh, that's the one dynamic we didn't mention, that there has been some rumor of that. I don't think it's going to be effective.
1: But I think what will happen, though, is... It may not be all these companies that are fighting it right now. They may go away, and who's going to take their place is the question, and I think you're right. That my name
3: is Mr. Mohammed from uh, Nigeria, and I have trouble that you can ha- help mm-hmm. me with. It's, I'm trying to start my own, <laughs> own net radio station. <laughs> Please send $5,000 today, and I will give you $50,000. Oh, wait a minute.
4: That's a different email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: exactly. So what else we got, gentlemen? This
4: is This Week in Me. Well, there and is this- the, uh, the entire controversy about the... Uh, Blu-ray and uh, HD DVD key being released. And key? Yes. Dig, the, so. the decryption, basically. Yeah. Ah. The dig
2: thing. The dig thing. Well, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, if you watched dig at all, you mm-hmm. would see nothing but E0, F9, i one, one. I'm not going to read the whole John, thing. John, very careful. I'm stopping. <laughs> I'm stopping right? I can stop there, and that's no big yes. deal. Um, and every single, every single dig post was, was that number. And oh, really? it started off kind of innocent. The idea was is that uh, this number gets released, uh-huh. and pretty much instantly a takedown notice comes, a DMCA takedown notice. All right. So the the pages is uh, stopped, and then another one comes up, and that one's DMCA, and another one comes up, and that's DMCA, and so this fury of of here's this number, mm-hmm. and this company going off going after blanketly. DMCA and stop yes. this number so you know you can even find this thing on the uh that you can find this number on the um the MPAA.org site. <laughs> that's funny. If you, funny about if it, you yeah. search, if you search for the number, you'll come. It'll come back, and it'll give you the thing. The other thing was that the number was also listed in the DMCA takedown notice that's published on a web page that's permanent. actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. They yeah. themselves did it. So that's here's awesome. so, so you know they go here's the number, and that's it's bad. the legal document. So now it's part of public record that anyone can go and look for. Quick, and forget find. it, or it's illegal. Yeah. Yes. Quick, forget it. This is this is definitely. Um, this is definitely shades of uh, 1984. Totally. Uh, you know, well, the other thing speak. I, I think that I find interesting is that
4: uh, Kevin Rose came out officially and said that, you know, if dig listeners wanted it to be there, they would let it be there and that they would fight it, yeah. whatever comes.
2: Okay, mm. so I have I uh, posted the thing uh, that basically for the MPA.org where you search for the number on delicious as for uh, the conversation and it was deleted. Wow. It was filtered, so yeah. my,
4: my delicious post, gone. So the delicious guys even got it. Yeah, yeah, they oh, even
2: got wow. it. And it was funny because like w- I didn't get a, I didn't get a, a letter. Right. I just got filtered. Wow.
0: <laughs> so that's a badge of honor. That is
2: a badge of honor. <laughs> John's of, been
4: filtered. Uh, I have
2: been filtered. But see, that's the thing. It's, like, it's just a link to a, to a site, right? right? It's just a, and, and my comment that's, that's about that. Yeah. And so I didn't get the takedown notice. It was just taken away from me. Yes, and so here, and I and I know that I did it. They're like, "How come it's not in the delicious feed?" Because yeah. I know I stuck this here, right? And then I and I go back in my in my um, browser history, and, and there it is. So,
0: and, and this has been part. This is part of the DMC takedown thing. This, is that they can take it down, and then the person who put it up can appeal, right? They have like three days to appeal. There's. Call that talked about yeah, it her. Call that talked about this rules for the revolution.
2: Rules, exactly yeah. rules for the revolution. So check so out that so podcast. basically, you know this this. Code this mm-hmm. piece of of uh, hex codes yeah. is is shown to be a, a copyrighted piece, right? Uh-huh. They're saying we yes. have copyright to this, and in reality, they do. It is yeah. it is their it is their their form of code. the 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 issue, though, is that it was left out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. So even if somebody, even if because somebody found it, now this is the part of the DMCA that I fought. For really hard against back in 1995 when the DMCA was being made, mm-hmm. which was to say that you cannot, re- you cannot reverse engineer code, right? Mm. Every single programmer in the world has a debugger, and one of the things that they do is they bring up the debugger and they walk through the, the code to find out, oh yeah, that's what that guy's doing. Okay, no wonder it doesn't work. He's writing to nil.
4: Tell me it isn't so, John. It is.
2: <laughs> so this is how this is how you learn about stuff. This is how we, when uh, when the Mac Portable came out back in the day, we were actually able to add features to that using uh, in our software because we were able to go and walk the code and see what see what the function calls were. Hmm. Right. Well, under the DMCA, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to use a debugger to to understand the function of that. It's not that every, that not that anyone listens to that. They still do it. It just makes you a hacker. It just makes you a hacker. Well, but that means that the guys at Adobe are hackers. The guys at Microsoft Mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. hackers. The guys that you know write write you know all of that they're all hackers. Hacked by association. Hacked by association. Hmm. But uh, um, anyway, so so what does this code do? (laughs) Well, it's the the magic. It's the magic beans to decoding HD DVDs. The the uh, the DRM on. Yeah, the DRM on. Now the thing with HD DVD is that these. I, as near as i understood that the drm was ever morphing so that mm-hmm. after a certain point of after a certain point in time this code would become invalid by default okay that it would just so as, as new
0: discs are manufactured as new discs
2: are manufactured new codes are introduced generated based new on generated, the title new, cycle new hash codes are done and then those new codes happen so you know at some point that, that yeah. you know that, this uh, this code won't work now. I could be wrong. I I don't have the reference to this. What I found interesting was Kevin's reaction. Basically, said, you know, hey,
3: if they sue us out of existence, and that's what you want, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, if I were an investor in that company, I'd be calling Kevin about right. that. Well, to, and the you the, know.
2: <laughs> the thing that's most incredible is that there was a there was fifteen thousand people that pushed the article up to the top right. after it got. 15,000 digs. 15,000 digs? 15,000 digs. And and this
3: brings another question, which is, you know, this whole social media, social website thing. Mm -hmm. You might sometimes be careful what you wish for, because this is a perfect example of how this stuff can get out of control. And we've seen lots and lots of these examples. And when the people who are doing this don't Fear any consequence. No, I don't fear this. And and yet, somebody like Kevin Rose's entire company could be in jeopardy right, right. because of it. Hmm. I think it, it it's something that you want to make sure when you're doing Web 2.0 stuff that you're working with partners that know what they're doing to protect you against. Well, it's this. the
2: idea of something shiny. You know, if you have, and this mm-hmm. is the part of this is this is a perfect, this is the perfect bad boy dig attitude that everybody has. Yeah. You know, the, it's the, easy to they, be a
3: tough guy though yeah. when you when you don't have to face any consequence. Yeah. Well, the,
2: but but at the same time, you know, the the company comes out and says, "Oh, stop this." And, you know, they 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 take the, the post down. That's fine. But the reaction the, the reaction to the the listeners in this case was so incredible like I've never seen mm-hmm. I've yeah. never seen an internet meme go from 0 to from 0 to 15,000 in 2 hours. Yeah. You know, it took uh, all your base belonged to us 6 months right. to really yeah. catch on. Right. And here's a meme that was like in and out and so the thing that's interesting today is that if you go and look through Dig and you go and look through Reddit and even my delicious feed or the the Twim ideas delicious feed there's no reference to it. It's been it's been cleaned. It's of, been erased. It's been erased. Right, and this is goes, but this goes along the idea of the something shiny, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're such a something shiny kind of group that we see something and then oh that's
1: interesting, and then you know there'll be something new tomorrow. Yeah, mm. it's funny in in uh, not, not to bring it back to our previous topic, sure. which I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, but it's on the same is, line. Is yeah. that you know that the, the I, I do have a problem with the sort of wholesale piracy and, you know, kind of liberty people take with intellectual property in the music mm-hmm. space. And, and I think that, that, you know, I'm a big fan of participation and this sort of whole community and, and the sort of empowerment of the individual and so on. But there has been a kind of a funny um, shift or a cultural shift where, you know, people viewed it okay, as okay. To start copying music and in wholesale, and there's all sorts of justifications and and kind of I don't know. Well, the biggest uh, one is expa- the art- explanations for right. it. But bottom line is, you're taking something that doesn't belong to right. you, and mm-hmm. it's you know. uh, in the
2: you know the, the the biggest justification that I hear is the artist isn't getting paid anyway, so I'm not damaging them. Yeah, that's
1: just nonsense. I mean, that's just rationalization, mm-hmm. right? You know. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And, you know, it's a giant corporation. They're not going to miss.
1: That's buying. a way to make someone feel better about. it. I just yeah. don't buy that. Reason yeah. No, no. At all. I'm just saying yeah. that there's yeah, you know, yeah. for
2: the sake of discussion. There's there's same, all the, all yeah. the justifications. It's same same thing with this dig article about this, these numbers. Yeah. I you know I'm going to keep an archive of those numbers just because I think it's funny, but <laughs> I'm never going to use that. Right. And it's like why would I do that? In the in the here's a good example. Um, I moved a movie from a DVD to an iPod. Mm-hmm. It took six and a half hours for that movie mm-hmm. to get moved to the iPod. I would have gladly paid ten yes. bucks right. if the movie would have been there because my time is worth a lot more oh, than right. than six and a half hours. You know, and babysitting that, and make sure it was there. Time and CPU and, time, and, right. You know, and the amount of power. Well, I mean, you know, there's an issue of power that wasn't that much money. But the right, idea, right. but the idea was, it, it took you know, it's a four thousand dollar piece of equipment that that had to grind on this thing right. to make this happen. Right. So. When, you know, from my point of view, it's not worth it. It's not right. worth any of it. And I just want a, a vehicle, an avenue that I can say, here's my money, and, and off it goes. In the case of, um, we should actually have them on the show sometime, mm-hmm. is uh, the real media people. Mm-hmm. The Excuse me, the real networks guys. Mm-hmm. Because of, with Rhapsody. right? Uh, it's, an, it's an incredible service to spend 15 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. To get this library at your fingertips, a million songs. You know, you can find stuff that when you were, you know, hear stuff that when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Pandora. I've heard of them. I should have that guy in the show too. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. It is. <laughs> he's it, a is schmo. it is cruel <laughs> It is truly the best radio that i've ever heard yeah by far yeah you start off with uh, one song and then it goes from there it's really it's and it, you know every song after a while doesn't suck you gotta say no i don't like that song
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah. the difference is we are i mean traditional terrestrial radio when i was young and in the radio business I, it used to be thrilling to take a car trip because we were gonna like oh, listen yeah. to all the different radio guys oh, right. across country yeah. oh, that we'd right. all heard and heard about. And I got to listen to Wolfman Jack and I, mm-hmm. I got to listen to the biggies and the real talented DJs. I heard of those guys. And, yeah. And you know, now you drive across country and you go, Oh my gosh, that you know, every single radio station's motto is you know it's We're a strip mall, we like suck as bad as we can or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean it's just and and yeah, you, you hear the same song on every station That's and just... you know, it, it really has gotten to the point where I remember sitting next to somebody who was at the Macworld keynote when mm-hmm. Jobs introduced the little FM transmitter that you could plug into your iPod and right. I heard a guy lean over and say, You know, radio sucks so bad that I got the iPod so I don't have to listen yeah. to radio, so why would I want to put it back on my iPod? Yeah, right. And yet and then you have internet radio. I mean, I was telling the story off off-air, so to speak, Mm -hmm. off-mic before (laughs) we got started about One of the reasons I started Net Radio was I wanted to play this song by a group called Grand Funk Railroad, and yes, I know most of you listening have no idea who that is. Grand Funk Railroad. Go to to
2: Pandora.com and type in Grand Funk Railroad, and (laughs) it'll, it'll... I'm sure it's there. 1970s oh,
3: rock music. And a, a, a guy named Mark Farmer mm-hmm. wrote, a song call, wrote a song called, I'm getting closer to my home. it's an the, old AOR song. That's, yes, it is. That's forever And forever And it is AOR because there's <laughs> yes. like 32, I'm getting closer to my home at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And in the radio cut, there's one. Uh. And I was like, I, I can't stand this. I want to play... Okay, the all the thing was as, as it was designed and recorded on the LP, because, yes, we used LPs, that stands for long-playing record, for those of you born in mm-hmm. 1980 or beyond. And, uh, you know, you can do that on the Internet. You mm-hmm. can't find that target audience in terrestrial radio because the economies of scale just aren't there. But you can super-serve a niche audience on the Internet and provide services to people that they really want. Yeah. And all of these things, whether it's trying to beat people down who want to you know copy movies or music or whatever in every case the people who are doing these things in my opinion are working against their own interests mm-hmm. because they're limiting
2: the access that their customers have yep. to the products yep. well, the, I get, I get. The, the mystery is or the the thing is is that i'm willing to pay for it Yeah, exactly right? Right. everyone's willing to most pay for people
3: it. are willing to pay
2: yeah. it's like mm-hmm. um you know i Money goes to Radio Paradise. Money goes yes. to KXP. Money goes to these places that have have the stuff. And if Pandora had a way of paying, I'd pay
1: there too. I, I got to tell you something. I mean, I in the last year, I've been to about seventy different towns and cities across the U.S. Uh, and held town hall meetings. Yes, and where we've met local Pandora listeners, and mm-hmm. and they've you know grown over the course of the year. Typically, like a hundred or two hundred people will show up now, and the topic is music and Pandora and kind of digital music, and. Every time I walk out of those rooms, they, those, those, these sort of group discussions can last two, three, even sometimes four hours. Mm. You know, I, I just get reminded of how much passion there is for music, and it's all been deadened. Yes. You know, like there is there are generations, it happens to everybody, you know, you get to be in your 20s, and you don't lose your love of music, but... It just starts to fade away because you, you don't lose your have, access. Yeah, you lose access to it. Right. And Britney Spears will do that to you. You should see. <laughs> you should see. You should see the uh, kind of emotion that people share at these town halls, and they're you know thirteen year old kids that come with skateboards and fifty eight year olds in three piece suits and eighty five year olds who just bought their first computer and this is the yeah. first program they're using on it. And to a person, you know, they have like been. It's like they've been reincarnated, you wow. know. They're, they've been sort of they're back in the game, yeah. And and they realize, Jesus, you know, when I was a kid, music was everything, mm-hmm. and now I'm remembering what that was like, and, and it just makes me think we just got to get this right somehow to figure out what's the medium, what's the price, what's the royalty. We've got to get that right because there's there's sort of this unmet, just bottomless mm-hmm. appetite for it. Yeah.
3: Well, when I started Net Radio, I got a few emails. Some of the first very first day I think we were up on the net, I got an email from a bunch of guys working at a um, United States Air Force substation somewhere in northern Alaska, Hmm. and they got no human contact, no music radio of any kind. There was, they were so far from any kind of city, they couldn't get anything. And they somehow found us, and I got this email, and, the, and I could envision the guy crying yeah. as he wrote it. He was like, oh my God, you're playing, you're playing Mark Farmer and Grand Funk Railroad. I haven't <laughs> heard any kind of radio for six months. I've been here. You have saved my life. A kid from yeah. Goaty Bow, Oklahoma look it up it's a real place on the map That said, sounds like something you would make up Yeah but I swear I look Scott. it up it's on a map well it used to be a town maybe they've died but he wrote me an, a, an email and said Thank you, Mr. Bourne, for putting rock on the radio, on the internet, because I live in a town where there's four radio stations, and you can listen to anything you want as long as it's country, 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 and country. Right. And, you know, so I know what you're talking about, Tim. There's this, when you do serve an audience and yeah. you do provide good them good with lunch. something they care about, they become emotional. They become convicted and connected in a way we that had, you, you can't believe.
1: I got, I got in the mail a medical prescription slip that a doctor had given to a patient prescribing pandora oh my god and it, and it was actually awesome. it was that actually was a, a real story. prescription and it came along with a letter and it said this is not a pretend prescription i prescribed yeah. music for this patient who wow. was suffering some kind of sort of emotional depra- yeah. distress you put a
3: copy of that in your private placement memory well yet? i've kept it <laughs> that's great wow. i
0: betcha well we didn't go into too deep of a description of pandora because i'm assuming all good listeners of Twim, no Pandora i mean i 'd be shocked if anyone out there we've didn't talked know. about it before yeah, so i, I, I didn 't go into that well but there's, there's oh, I oh, do want to say one thing I did discover this week it is the Pandora podcast series. These shows are amazing, Tim. they are really, really good. I mean this is like one of the top podcasts out there. Uh, tell everyone what that show's
1: about because it 's just brilliant Wow thanks yeah. I'm glad you enjoy well, them so I think we've done maybe 10 of them Mm -hmm. so far. And the idea when we started them was to take sort of a wide range of topics, musical topics, and present them in ways that would be sort of educational, uh, accessible, Mm -hmm. and entertaining for people of all sort of musical uh, levels of knowledge. And so we've done programs on vocal harmony, on, you know, guitar effects, on um, arranging, uh, on... Um, minor and major and try to On sort of. ska and, and yeah. the differences between those. Right. And reggae and. and. And just try to kind of make them compelling. So sort of the basic idea is let's do something that, you know, if a 13 year old hears it, he'll pick up the instrument, you know, yep. or he'll like, he'll kind of get hooked. Yep. Because, you know, I, if I wasn't doing Pandora, I'd be teaching kids. You know, yeah. My other big passion. And, you know, music is just, just extraordinarily powerful tool. If you put it in the hands of kids, give it. You know, give them something that's relevant to them and make, yep. it, make it interesting. Oh, totally. That's what we're trying to do.
0: Now, I, 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 I can speak to that because my daughter puts up with my podcast in the car, right? It's a, I'll have a podcast, so I want to pick her up, and she's immediately to the radio, right? It's, oh, another podcast that, you know, he's listening to. And then yesterday, I said, nope, wait, you know, we're listening to this. And she's just starting to learn music. Uh-huh. She's 14. And I played her the show, and she, we were just like mesmerized the whole way home. We were like singing the song. She was working on the harmonies because she's a vocalist. So <laughs> great. it's it's just great. So please do check out the uh, the Pandora podcast series. Also, the website associated with it, They you guys go deeper into the subject. You give examples that you can pull off from Pandora. And I'm, I'm just jealous that I didn't do it. <laughs> but also to those critics out there who might think that, uh, you know, these internet radio guys don't support musicians, uh, Pandora is made up of a bunch of musicians, Tim. You're you're one of them, and it's not like those are real music geeks in your in your company. And
1: so, yeah, we have we have 100 employees, and half of them are musicians, and they're working musicians. Yeah, and they, 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 they do this gig, this music analysis about 20 or 25 hours a week, and the rest of the time they're you know trying to get their careers off the ground. And hey, it's a job I'd have taken in a heartbeat when I was playing in bands. So but we give them full health insurance. You know, it's yep. a it's a good That's job. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know,
3: there's a common. It's a common perry used by the RIAA mm-hmm. and other groups that oh these guys are screwing the musicians screwing everybody out of their mm-hmm. their stuff and it's simply false back in the days when it was hard and i mean really hard to create an online database at all because mm-hmm. you know all these tools you can buy now for a 100 bucks didn't exist you had to hard code everything we built the largest at the time the largest database of music concerts in the world at Mm -hmm. any one location and made it available for free as part of Net Radio. So you could, wherever you lived, you could get on Net Radio and you could find out who was playing in your town, at what venue, anytime you wanted, based on simple zip code searches. And we were constantly trying to promote musicians. Mm -hmm. We created... What clearly had to be the first independent artist outlet on the internet, we created one of the first stations on Net Radio, because Net Radio was actually kind of a network that had different stations within it. Mm -hmm. We did rock, classical, and the third one was independent. So it was the third station we created. We tried to give a voice to independent musicians. I think that it's a common uh, misdirection played by the other side to say that these stations aren't trying to serve musicians. They are indeed trying to serve musicians. They're all about music. You can't go to a place like Pandora and for a nanosecond doubt that these are musical people who care about music that's why you do this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. those of us who've done music radio Mm -hmm. i mean we weren't doing it for the buck and a quarter an hour they paid us back when i was on the nap in indianapolis we were doing it because we Mm -hmm. wanted to be able to play you know deep purple and uriah heep and you know all these great bands that were coming out and that was the reason to do this stuff. That was the reason I built Net Radio. That was the reason, I'm sure, that the people behind Pandora got involved. And it's just absolutely, salaciously
0: false. Exactly. I like to know how many musicians work at sound Exchange. Maybe, yeah, maybe but, they can let us know that. Yeah, that Gentlemen, the... <laughs> you got anything else for us this week? <laughs> I wish I had said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we've, we've, we've done well. Yeah, no, we've, I yes.
3: don't have anything else to good do. Good show. Good show. I'm glad to be on.
0: Thanks. Thanks so much, Scott, yeah. for your bringing your, your wisdom of, I was going to say wisdom of the ages, but then you would have said, that's because I'm an old man. You're not an old man. You are, you are deeply seasoned and wise. Tim, thank you so much for joining it's us. It's a pleasure. It was, yeah, it was great, great to have you here. Chatting with you guys. Um, we can send people to savenetradio.org mm-hmm. as a good place to go. That'll help you understand who your representative is. And it's just a good place to check in and, and sign petitions, etc. cetera. savenetradio.org. Kenji, thank yes. you. Sir? been good as not usual. to thank you we're a team this has been, this has been a great discussion yes i, think. I mean very timely very and, <laughs> and very important kenji kato.com yes still kenji up com still up not been updated Yeah, well, you don't have to say that fixcourt.tv yeah. fixcourt.tv working hard mr beer school
2: beer school.com hey you know what yeah. what we, I got this was like a very very proud moment mm-hmm. when I found this. Uh, we got listed, beer school got listed yeah. as new and notable in the education section. <laughs> <laughs> and when iTunes? I saw up at the top, you know, <laughs> I was education. like, oh my gosh, we're we're <laughs> we're at the top that's of, of iTunes. And it, when I saw that, I was like, you know what, that was worth it. Everything, all the you know, all of the work that's that's gone into that, yeah. and just made my day. That's so cool. And it was you know, it was and like graduated. it was kind of like. A, I don't know. It's kind of like hearing your your, um, your song that you wrote on yeah, the radio. Yeah. You know, mm. the, the modern equivalent there. Well, you on. deserve it, John. Thank Congratulations.
0: Right. I'm Craig Severson of Grunt Media. This has been This Week in Media, and we are over
2: and out. So. Alex wants us to make sure that we that we plug the, uh, oh, the, pixel, the pixel core thing, the pixel core summer it madness sale. It is a great sale. By it way. is amazing. Fifty bucks, which is twelve dollars and fifty cents a, a month? month. Yeah, and if, if you sign up in May, you get May for free. Yes, right. But and then, and there's gonna be
4: some ridiculous training we're
2: working exactly. on for it. So um, it'll be very good. Anyway, it's four months of pixel core, so you get access to some great applications that cost a zillion dollars you get access to some uh, some training that wouldn't you know that? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, it, it's training that is only available through Pixel. Exactly, training that's only available through Pixel Core. Plus, there's a great forum that you can uh, ask questions about digital media, everything from podcast productions to video creating to compositing to matte painting, on and on. And you might get a talk with John or I, or yeah, exactly Alex. Or
3: Isn't that like or a quarter of what it usually
2: costs? It's, <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's hundred, right, Scott. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's 140 <laughs> bucks a, a quarter. I, I paid a lot more than that uh, when I joined the Pixel there's more. <laughs> oh,
0: wait, there's more. If you sign up right now, <laughs> you're going to get in tonight. So you have to
2: have a magic code to get in. Uh, and that code would be? That code is? I'm looking it up because <laughs> I don't have it off the top <laughs> of my brain. Shameless it's a magic code. <laughs> wait, is. not that code. It's, wait, it's wait, not, it, no, no, I might wait no, to no, do a DMCA pull down to <laughs> get yeah. that code. Out. No, we're not using that code. So the magic code is PXC50. And so, go to pixelcore.com. That's find, the magic code. That's the magic code. That's a, that's also, it.
0: Alex's pin number on his on his uh, ATM yeah, card. yeah. Or if you want to,
2: if you want to hack Alex's .dot mac account, that's the password. Okay. <laughs> Not true. All right, that's uh, that's a pretty good after show.